welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. This podcast is brought to you by my new program, High Vibe and Gut Healthy. If you're ready to get to the root cause of frustrating gut issues, this program is for you. I have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of personalized support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and use the code podcast at checkout to get $50 off any of the program options. Let's get into the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you're doing well today. I know it is a crazy time of year and everyone I speak to right now is feeling a little bit flustered and overwhelmed. So I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're taking extra care of yourself. And I also hope you're going to get a little bit of a break over the next couple of weeks and months as well. So today we are speaking about constipation. And this is one of the topics that I speak about most often with my clients. So if you struggle to have regular bowel movements, if you feel blocked up and bloated, or you often rely on coffee to get your gut moving, this episode is for you. And this is going to be a two-part series. So this week we're chatting all about the root causes of constipation and why it's a problem. And next week I'll cover the strategies for overcoming constipation. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that the prices for my one-on-one functional nutrition programs are increasing in the new year. If you've been experiencing frustrating gut-related symptoms like digestive burning, bloating or belly pain, or more generalized gut-related symptoms like fatigue and brain fog, and you want my help to get to the root cause of your symptoms and guide you step-by-step through the gut healing process, head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more and save your spot. If you want to book in a call to chat with me first, head to frandargaville.com forward slash strategy session. And I'll pop those links in the show notes and you can also find them in my Instagram bio as well. Now, let's get into it. Constipation is one of those things that conventional medicine just doesn't deal with very well. I've had so many of my clients visit their doctor complaining of constipation and they're sent out the door with laxatives and some good old Metamucil. Sometimes these laxatives work for a while and sometimes they don't work at all. And they very rarely work for more than a couple of weeks. And they shouldn't be taken for longer than a couple of weeks anyway. And don't even get me started on the Metamucil. This is basically just psyllium husk, which is totally fine, by the way, with added aspartame, preservatives, sweeteners, flavors, and colors, including sunset yellow, which is a petroleum-derived orange dye and a possible endocrine disruptor. So basically... The laxatives and the Metamucil really aren't great options. 
The good news is there are so many things you can do to overcome constipation without having negative consequences for your health. Before we get into talking about the root cause of constipation, I want to walk you through how you can identify whether you're constipated. Because I've had many clients over the years tell me their bowel movements are totally normal. And when I ask a few questions, I quickly learned that they're constipated. Here are three ways to identify whether you're constipated and how blocked up you are. First, and probably the most obvious, is how many bowel movements you have per day. Ideally, we want to have one to three bowel movements every day. Conventional medicine identifies constipation as having less than three bowel movements per week. But my take is that you really need to be having at least one per day. And if you're doing some sort of protocol where you're removing pathogens or toxins from your body, we generally want to aim for more like two to three bowel movements a day. However, this may seem a little confusing, but you can be having daily bowel movements and still be constipated. That's why these other two tools that we're going to chat about in a minute are also really important. I'm going to give you a quick example of how you can be constipated and still be having daily bowel movements. A friend of mine who has ulcerative colitis shared with me that she was having daily bowel movements, but she had an ultrasound that showed a lot of waste product just sitting there in her intestines, which is why just looking at the frequency of bowel movements alone isn't always enough. The second tool for assessing your gut motility is the Bristol stool chart, which is a really helpful way to understand whether you're constipated or not. You can just search for Bristol stool chart on Google and we're aiming for a number three or four on the chart. If you're towards the top of the chart, so you're regularly having type one or two bowel movements, you're constipated. If you're towards the bottom of the chart, that means things are moving too quickly through your GI tract. And this is also a problem because you may be at risk of dehydration and nutritional deficiencies. So definitely speak to your doctor or practitioner about that. The final test of your gut motility is the transit time test, which I like to call the charcoal challenge. This basically involves having something that's going to obviously show up in your stool. Activated charcoal is a great option, or you can eat beetroot, sesame seeds, or corn. Now you want to have a decent amount of that food or charcoal, around two to four charcoal capsules, half a beetroot, a few tablespoons of corn or a tablespoon of sesame seeds. Make a note of the time that you consumed the food and then basically just keep an eye on the toilet over the next few days. You want to take note of the first time you see the food in your stool and the last time you see it. The ideal transit time, that time frame we're aiming for is 12 to 24 hours. If your transit time is less than 12 hours, Food is passing through your digestive system too quickly. This means that you may not be properly absorbing nutrients from your food, which could lead to nutrient deficiencies. This is often also a sign of food sensitivities as well. And as I mentioned before, really good idea to get this checked out. If your transit time is 24 hours or longer, food is passing through your digestive tract too slowly which means you're likely reabsorbing those toxins into your system as we spoke about before. This could be due to an imbalance of gut bacteria, more structural or functional issues with how your gut is moving, 
chronic stress, which suppresses digestion, SIBO, or a pathogenic infection. And we'll chat more about each of these in a minute. I want to briefly mention why constipation is a concern and why it's important to actually get your gut moving. Firstly, I know constipation can be really uncomfortable. You may feel bloated, blocked up, and just generally uncomfortable and self-conscious in your clothes and in your body. And this enough is motivation to do something about it. But there are also health consequences of constipation. Waste products, including toxins and old hormones, are supposed to be flushed out through the digestive tract. If you're not having a daily bowel movement, these waste products can be actually reabsorbed back into the system and impact our health. An example of this is with estrogen. Excess deactivated estrogen is supposed to be flushed out of the body, but when that's not happening properly, it can be reabsorbed into the body and lead to excess estrogen or estrogen dominance, which is a very common hormonal imbalance often seen in women. There are also the more physical impacts of chronic constipation, like hemorrhoids or bowel obstruction. And this is another really key reason to get on top of constipation ASAP. Many of my clients who have been struggling with constipation for a long time develop hemorrhoids, which can be very painful and uncomfortable. Now let's chat about the root causes of constipation. The first possible root cause is dehydration. Now, I know this might seem like an obvious one, but I also know that so many of us struggle to drink enough water. Here's a rough guide for water intake. Take your body weight in kilos and divide it by 30. That number is your daily water intake in liters. So for example, if you're 60 kilos, your daily water intake should be around two liters. But for anyone, I wouldn't exceed more than around 2.8 liters a day. So if you're not drinking enough water, This alone is enough of a reason to cause constipation. So make hydration a priority. Next, we have how you eat. Not chewing your food thoroughly and eating in a stressed out state can impact your gut motility. It's not just eating in a stressed out state, but stress on a whole can hugely impact your gut motility. In many people, stress can cause constipation because when you're in a stressed out state, Your body prioritizes keeping you alive and your vital organs. Digestion is not a priority for a body under stress. Another common root cause of constipation is inadequate fiber intake. Fiber increases the weight and size of your stool and softens it and makes it easier to pass. Next up, we have food sensitivities. I particularly see this with sensitivities to gluten in a lot of my clients, but it could be sensitivities to any food. The challenge with food sensitivities is that they aren't always super obvious. Say, for example, you could eat gluten occasionally and just always be constipated. It's one of those chronic low-lying symptoms. It's not so obvious, like with bloating or nausea, where you might experience it directly after a meal. Structural and functional issues are another possible root cause of constipation. This could be just due to sitting on a Western toilet, which doesn't put our colon in the best position for elimination. Or you may have some structural issue in your digestive tract that slows down the movement of food and waste through your gut. Other possible causes of constipation include dysbiosis or pathogenic infections like SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, candida or parasites. And you really can't just 
guess when it comes to these things. It's important to identify exactly what's going on using functional lab testing like the GI map stool test. Now, if you have any concerns, it's always a good idea to get a referral to a gastroenterologist and get checked out for anything more serious. But many of my clients have already done this by the time they come to see me and have been told that there's nothing wrong. And that's okay. That's a good thing. You've ruled out anything more serious. Just know that there is so much more that can be done. We're going to talk all about the strategies for overcoming constipation in the next episode. So to recap, the three ways to identify constipation are frequency. So we're aiming for one to three bowel movements a day. The Bristol stool chart, we're aiming for a type three or four on the chart. And the transit time test or the charcoal challenge, we're aiming for 12 to 24 hours from consuming the food or charcoal to when it comes out the other end. A reminder that constipation has consequences. So if you're experiencing it, make it a priority to address it. And finally, there are many possible root causes of constipation as we discussed. There's an old medical proverb that goes, when you hear hoofbeats in the hallway, think horses, not zebras. This basically means that we should use common sense and look for the expected cause first rather than searching out for something more exotic. What I'm saying here is basically just start with the basics if you haven't already. Hydration, fiber, stress, eating habits, squatty potty. Then if you've ticked all those boxes, you can look to the other possible root causes like SIBO and candida. So I hope you found this helpful. Be sure to come and check out next week's episode where I'll be walking you step-by-step through the process of overcoming constipation. Just a quick reminder to head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe if you wanted to learn more about my high vibe and gut healthy programs and take advantage of the 2021 pricing. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.